you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Live in New York City, it's Wednesday, halfway through the week. Join us, please. June 14th, I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Jason McCourty, Peter Schrager still enjoying his time off. So for now, we welcome to the show a Super Bowl champion and an official friend of our show, Leonard Fournette. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How are you feeling? I'm great. This is incredible that you're here. Great. I'm excited to be here. You know, uh, right now, free agent, so still working out, still doing the things I need to do to get better as a pro. Uh And, uh... Being a top shape in my life when I get that call. We've been gifted with a plethora of topics today. Uh, let's hit him with the lead block. Lead block! Stefan Diggs, what are you doing? You were not at Mandatory Bills minicamp yesterday. Uh, we've got all the details. Uh, of course, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport will fill you in before we start this discussion. If you're the focal point of a news topic in June, usually... It's not a great sign. Such is the situation for Stephon Diggs, the star receiver for the Buffalo Bills, who was not present for the first day of mandatory minicamp on Tuesday. Here's what we know. According to the Bills, he was present on Monday, was present Tuesday morning, and then left before practice on Tuesday. But, of course, that is not the entire story for Stephon Diggs, who clearly is upset about something. I also talked to agent Adisa Picari, who gave me some insight into Diggs. First of all, He told me his situation, whatever is going on, is not contract-related, which makes a lot of sense. Diggs is set to make more than $24 million in cash this upcoming season. However, there is an in-house issue that is currently on its way to being resolved, as Adisa Bakari mentioned. So assuming all goes well, perhaps we may even see Diggs again before the start of mandatory minicamp. That is the situation going on for the Buffalo Bills. Now, Sean McDermott did come out and say he was a little concerned about this. Bakari saying those comments were odd, at least to him. However, we have not yet heard the last of this. Perhaps the next time we speak or the next time we see the Bills on the field, all this will be resolved. Yeah, you certainly hope so, Ian. Thank you so much. You heard it. You heard what Sean McDermott had to say. He was, quote, very concerned about Stephon Diggs' absence from mandatory minicamp. But his quarterback, Josh Allen, also wanted to add to the conversation. Oh, I know internally we're, we're working on some things not football-related. You know, Steph, he's my guy. Excuse me, I love him. He's, he's a brother of mine. You know, this does not work, what we're doing here. Without him, we, we wish he was in here today and was out there on the field with us, and that's that's not the case. But I've got his back no matter what. I've got no doubts that that we will figure out what's going on, and I freaking love him. I, I can't stress that enough. You know, there's uh, things that I, I could I could do better, and you know, to help out with this process and try to get him back here and, and be the Buffalo abilities that he's meant to be. I wish I had a big suitcase I could just pull right up on this table and just put it down the middle of the table and say, "Open it up, let's go, guys, unpack okay. this." What do we got going on here? So much. I mean, <laughs> you, you go to Ian's 
comments and he says, all right, it's not contract related. He calls it an in-house issue. Then you hear Josh Allen speak and he says it's not football related and there's things he could have done better. And then Stefan Diggs went on Instagram last night and he posted, I'd just be letting people cap. If them lies help you sleep better, tell them, big dog. So this whole situation, we just know what it's not. And you just sit here and you wonder, I've been in locker rooms before, what is it? If it's not football related, it's not contract related, is there a relationship that has gone sour within mm -hmm. the building? And for the Buffalo Bills, this is different because throughout the years, obviously they went through a ton of adversity last year as a team. And we saw them stick together. You didn't see any leaks, anything coming out yeah. where you felt like they were a team that were in turmoil. And now here, beginning of minicamp, Stephon Diggs was there, but then he isn't there. But then the agent says he is there. Then his trainer's chiming in on social media. So we have no idea what's going on with Stephon Diggs. So to Sean McDermott's point, it does sound very concerning. And I've seen on social media people are posting a video of Stephon Diggs yelling at Josh Allen on the sideline. Slow down. We know the guy's a passionate guy, the way he plays the game, the type of effort and passion that he plays with. That don't, I don't think that's a part of this. That level is what's gotten him to be one of the best receivers in the NFL. But there is something going on. And what could Josh Allen have done better during the season is what I really want to know because he's a quarterback that when we watch him, he leaves it all out there in the field. So does everybody else on the team. So what are the mistakes that have been made that have caused Stefan not to want to show up for mandatory minicamp or show up and not show up is very concerning to me in Buffalo. Lenny, what do you what do you think? Like you said, it, it is an in-house thing they have going on, but people in the NFL love those guys together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The handshakes, the touchdowns, <laughs> and, those, and so on, so on, but it is something I feel like that they can't fix, and I hope they do, mm -hmm. because those type of duels we need. The passion that Stefan brings, and I know him personally, and uh, what he brings to that team, his attitude and things like that. And I feel like uh, he's great for that team, you know. So whatever they got going on in-house, hopefully it gets fixed because I love watching those guys compete with each other and play. It's pa everybody wants to point to Diggs' passion. Yeah. Josh Allen says it over and over. He's a passionate competitor. He's a passionate competitor. Nobody doubts that. It's an odd thing. You're there, but you're not there on the first day of the offseason. Have you ever heard of something like this? Because it seems unusual. I don't feel like uh, it's not the first time it happens. It happens everywhere, you know? Yeah. And uh, everyone all uh, and have their own problems in their house. So, I mean, it's just up to them to fix it out before the season starts. And I just wish the best for, for both of them. Mm -hmm. If Stefan doesn't want to be there, then, you know, anybody will take him. He knows that. Yeah. <laughs> he has a great talent. And yet he's, like, completely untradeable because... His contract. His contract. So you start to... What is what we do here? What's wrong with Steph? What's going on? You start to make educated guesses. It's not money. He yeah. he makes a ton of money. It's not he doesn't get the ball. He gets the ball a ton. Yeah. He just had four months off. It's really strange. You were upset about the playoff game. That's strange. It was a very strange game at mm -hmm. the end of a very difficult season. Fine. Four months. You're paid. You're respected. You're liked by your teammates. You get the ball. You're the centerpiece of the offense. You're a star. And then you show up and you're not there. You ever work with someone, this insufferable person who gets back from a vacation and says, I need a vacation from my vacation. <laughs> Shut up! Is that what we're doing here with Diggs? I, I don't understand it at all. I texted someone. I know some people with Buffalo. I, I, I have sources. I said, what is going on? And this person who's there just said, something stinks. And I go, well, hold on. Let's break down Josh's answer. Mm -hmm. Because he's saying... Something internal, yeah. not football. So my problem, too, is when you go to the Instagram story and he makes a statement about, I'm going to let everybody cap, that's mm -hmm. fine. 
Those people you're talking about, your head coaches out there tap dancing trying to talk about you, and he's pissed. Josh Allen's up there, Vaughn's up there just trying to give answers and dodge these questions, and like they're doing it on your behalf. So if you're not going to show up or not going to practice whatever and you have some really strong conviction, fine, respect. You got to explain something because your teammates and the rest of your coach and everybody's left to do it for you. It's a very awkward place that he's leaving the team in. He's a star receiver who's paid. What's up, Steph? It's time to get together. Well, to play devil's advocate, Josh Allen's answer in particular mm -hmm. felt uh, overdone almost at times. It was like, I get it. You guys are good together. You're friends. You're friends off the yeah. field. You play great together. You produce fantastic football. But at times I was like, Josh, what's going on here? Like, are you overdoing it on the I'm obsessed with Stefan Diggs thing? Is there something there? I know the video from the playoff game is uh, compelling and whether or not that has to do with football or not football these guys to Kyle your point they've had four months to sit down and have a conversation Josh what are you trying to overcompensate for I'm worried about at times like is Stefan not out there because things were not resolved in the last four months between those two in particular there's Stefan Diggs being passionate on the sideline and then there's Stefan Diggs talking to Josh Allen passionately on the sideline I specifically I'm curious about, I know it's his quarterback and he's going to be the one that's, mm -hmm. but specifically those two, because a lot has gone down in the offseason in mm -hmm. Buffalo. And I'm just curious if mm -hmm. that adoration that we're hearing from Josh Allen is, is him just standing up there publicly and being like, I got you. Mm -hmm. But Diggs is like, why didn't you come and talk to me the last four months about it? It mm -hmm. just feels like a strange public love fest yeah. that maybe should have happened in the hard. last four months. He goes hard. The relationship is interesting with them. I could pull up 50 different clips of them on the sideline, hugging, high-fiving, yeah. celebrating, big time. I think they're really passionate about each other football-wise. Yeah. Off the field, I'm not totally sure. Lena, if you're in the Bills locker room and you're you're a running back yeah. or you're whoever, how do you handle this? Do you, do you reach out to stuff? Like, how, how would you do? Because this is disruptive of the whole thing. And this is a team, like to Jason's point, they don't deal with stuff like this. No. They really don't have this big time off the field drama. What they deal with is, is tragedy and things they've had to go through, not the personnel stuff. What would you do if you were a Bills teammate? Just for me, you know, I think uh, a team meeting at the end of the day, you know, we've heard the coach's side, Josh's side, but Steph has yet to say his yeah. side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit up here and jump and say, uh, Steph is doing this, Steph is doing that. I just want to know how he feels, what he has going on, mm -hmm. you know, because it's always two sides of the story. You know, and, uh, and you said, uh, you said a strange game. I mean, he didn't get the ball as much. <laughs> he's, he's the top guy, so I feel a way, you know, when me and Brady played and I wasn't getting the ball, mm -hmm. you know, I just let him know. You know, even though that my, my team, we had Hall of Famers that well, you know, Mike, yeah. Gronk, Chris, AB, we had so many guys, but on that team, it's different. He gets most of all the targets. Uh, he's the number one guy. So offense is different than defense. Yep. <laughs> it's way different mm -hmm. than defense. So when you're used to getting the ball, he wants the ball. And he felt like in the big moments, he didn't get the ball to help his team, to get over that, that, that hump, that bump, whatever it is. And I mean, I understand him. Mm -hmm. and I, I feel as though as teammates, you sometimes have a better understanding of what's going on within the locker room. To this point, if it's not football related, it's not contract related, I said it earlier, it's possible that it's a relationship within the building that maybe needs some fixing. Take a shot at it. What does that mean? What relationship? What do you even, just guess. I don't want to guess people, but let's say Brian Dable leaves, Ken Dorsey takes over. Is there a relationship between his offensive coordinator? I'm not, I'm just using just Dorsey theory. as an example, but a lot of times within a locker room, no different than within a family, you can understand if, all right, if I'm a kid, mom and dad aren't getting along and I may leave out and go to school 
school. I'm not going to talk about that at, at school. But at the same time, you know that when stuff like this goes on, you're in your group chats, maybe the DBs are in the group chat like, dang, it's all coming out now with stuff that might have transpired. So I don't think players within the locker room are sitting there like, man, where's Steph at? I wonder what's going on with him. It's just like, dang, I guess he finally got fed up to the point where he can't go through it anymore. Mm. So that would be my take mm. on it, that the locker room's not sitting there like, man, do we reach out to Steph? I think right. that is times when you have a coach up there and say, hey, this guy's not here. He's going through some things personally within his own household, within his own life, and we'll see him when he gets here. That's not what McDermott's saying. It's almost like, I don't know where the hell he's at, and I'm concerned. So I'm very, very interested to see how all this unfolds. Jason's been doing this for 10 months, Leonard. That was your first 14 minutes introduction to <laughs> we don't know what's happening in the locker room, but we're going to talk take about it guess. here. Just yeah. take Throw a guess. It, Throw it at the dartboard. Uh, yesterday, we talked about how uh, the Raiders should be concerned with the C word, the Chiefs. Joe Burrow says it's all about the U word, urgency for okay. the Bengals in 2023. Can Cincinnati take advantage of their Super Bowl window? Plus, all right, which team has the deepest roster in the NFL? Like, 1 through 53, we got the best group of guys. It is Whiteboard Wednesday next. It's Leonard Fournette Wednesday. We cannot wait. Don't go anywhere. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. so fun playing whiteboard Wednesday um, for safety purposes I'm gonna sit this one out everybody else gets to answer okay so we're just gonna play this let us begin yesterday okay. we had George Kittle on the show and obviously we had to ask him about the quarterback situation in San Francisco Kittle told us that it didn't matter who their quarterback was not surprising that he said that and proceeded to list all of the other great literally all of the other great players yeah. on their roster it took some time the team with the best period, overall period, roster period, heading into 2023. Jason is... I am going with the Philadelphia Eagles, the reigning NFC champions. They fell short in the Super Bowl, but Howie Roseman has restocked Jalen Carter falling to him in the draft in that ninth spot. But then also, them just having guys to replace the ones that they lost. Jordan Davis is getting his opportunity. We had N'Kobe Dean come on the show. He'll get his start at the linebacker position. And when you're in football games, you're trying to win championships. It all starts up front, an offensive line, defensive line. The Eagles have one of the best in the entire NFL. And Jalen Hurts, I still do not feel like he has reached his ceiling. So I am rolling with the Eagles as far as the best roster in the entire NFL. Stars of plenty. Both their corners, Bradbury and Slay, are back. So I'm figuring this team is still going to dominate, especially in a weaker NFC conference this season. Lenny, who are you rolling with? So I'll be rolling with the Miami Dolphins. Ooh, okay. You know, so for me, bringing a guy like Jalen over there, yeah. his attitude, I played with him in Jacksonville, played against him when he played oh, with yeah. the Rams. I know what he brings to the table. With Tyreek, Jalen, the young guys they have, uh, they're going to do a tremendous job. I mean, the defense is not bad. And uh, I can't wait to see what Jalen brings there. You know, I'm very excited for him. A new home, new place for him. It's going to be very excited for him. To stay healthy? Yeah. If Tua stay healthy, they can make, they can make <laughs> we, a good We pray run. for Tua. And I, yeah. I don't even pray. I pray for Tua. Yeah. Definitely. Tell, tell, tell us just a little bit about young Jalen in Jacksonville. Oh. He was such a – he was <laughs> oh. great. 
the young Jalen in Jacksonville, yeah. you know, that's why we got along so much. When I first got drafted, he did me. He said, man, listen, I know you're on the same mission. I'm trying to win a championship, want to go to the Super Bowl. You know, we felt like we fell short. But uh, it's overall, man, just playing with him. His children like my kids, man. You know, he's been my brother since I first entered the league. And uh, he's a wonderful guy. You know, I'm happy to see how he's flourishing right now. He's a man of God. I love that about him. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's my guy. Mm. And he got that Super Bowl. Definitely. I've never been more right about my answer. You guys are both oh, wrong. Okay. The okay. team with the best roster in the NFL is... This, the team that signs Lenny. Number and there seven. it is. What are we oh, doing here? We forgot to tell Lenny our job this week is to get him signed. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I, it. You're yeah. supposed to be here Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You might leave today because someone might <laughs> sign you. Be like, we need you on a plane right now. What's going on? Are you getting calls? Are you making calls? Are you yeah. running? Are you pushing the sled, pulling the parachute? Yeah. Like, what, how are you feeling? I'm getting calls, man. But, you know, right now I feel like the market for the running back is not where it should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna go on about it because I yeah. mm -hmm. seen Saquon made a, a topic and how he feels about it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been getting calls, but just the money has to be right right mm -hmm. now. You know, I'm not asking for a whole bunch of money, but fair and honest. It, it has to be fair for a running back because we take a lot of pounding. You know, right. we got to block, catch, and run the ball. And you got to be smart. Mm -hmm. You know, I played with a six-time, seven-time champion, and if you're not able to protect him, that pass pro, baby. Yeah, you're not, you're not able to protect him, man. I, you should be on the field. We got to protect Tua, right? Like definitely, yeah. Miami. Yep. Come on now. Hey now. Never mind Dalvin. Lenny. 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 Congratulations. This is Kyle's favorite time of year because um, all other professional league seasons are winding bye bye. down. Winding down. And now all we have to talk about is football. Congratulations <laughs> to Las Vegas Golden Knights as well as the Denver Nuggets. They've won their respective league championships. The Nuggets winning the NBA title Monday night. Their owner, Stan Kroenke, adds another title to his resume now, having previously won with the LA Rams and the Colorado Avalanche and the Colorado Mammoth of the National Lacrosse League. The sports franchise that you would most like to own and subsequently bring a championship to would be? I'm trying to join the Mammoth. You said the Mammoth. There's a lax team called the Mammoth? Yeah, yeah. Like that. that's not right. bad at all. I'm going with the Sacramento Kings. Okay. This is the oldest team in the NBA. They won a championship in 51, but it's been 72 years and it was a long playoff drought. They finally ended that with De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk. I wanted to go back because you remember back in that two, early 2000, that Kings team with <laughs> Weber and Vladi Dottie. He go. likes to party. Shout out Stewart. Scott, all of those guys, I want to see that type of run How going on Sacramento. Page How about Hado he, Turkulu? Turkulu? All of those guys, White Chocolate, Jason Williams, Mike Bibby comes Trace. over to the team. Bring the whole roster. I want to see those guys back playing some important basketball late, late in the season and bring a championship to Sacramento. Who you got, all right, Lenny? Any, any team, any sport, who's going to win it? Any sport, so I, I'm going with the Pelicans. Hey, <laughs> they got a lot. They got a lot going on right now. Wow. Yeah, minus minus the situation with Zion and all that. Yeah, man. You know, I'm from New Orleans. Yeah. And I can remember as a kid when the Saints won the Super Bowl, mm. and we was off from school for a whole week. Mm. Oh yes. Yeah. Let's go. We had we had parades oh, every gosh. day. So, I just know how much enjoyment it'll bring to those kids to get. Well, I don't think they're in school around that time, but still, it's a, it's, a, it's a holiday. Start, it's start yeah. late. Yeah. Start a whole week it's late. It's a holiday no matter what, man. And then and, uh, Brandon Ingram, my guy, you mm -hmm. know, I'd love to see him win a ship. So, you tell me when Breeze and Peyton won the Super Bowl, onside kick and all that, no school for a week? No school. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. Tracy Porter pick six. They're just out yeah. there celebrating the streets. <laughs> I, I can't get my mind off the Pelicans winning a title. Can you imagine Zion's right? social life if he wins a title? My God, that young lady. <laughs> what's she got to say? Mm -mm. All right. Mm -mm. The, any mm -mm. team. I'm going in the. I'm going in football. I'm going to, ye old Cardinals. <laughs> Do you know that the Cardinals are the oldest team in the league? They're the oldest yeah. one. The Arizona Cardinals used to be the Phoenix Cardinals. 
They started as Chicago Cardinals. Here's a fun fact you can share. Do you know they're called the Cardinals, Lenny? It has nothing to do with a bird. When they first wore uniforms back in the day over 100 years ago, they were kind of reddish, and they're like, oh, they're kind of cardinal-like. So that's why they called them the Cardinals. I didn't not, know that. It's not the bird. It's none of that. It's the color of the sweaters they were wearing. And they haven't won a championship of any kind in like 80-some years since it was the NFL championship and they beat the Toledo boxcars like in whatever the hell they called that back in the day. The Cardinals. And by the way, if not for Santonio Holmes, they would have beaten the Steelers in the yes. Super Bowl. Yeah. It's incredible. Ye old Cardinals, 1898. No soup. Uh, let's circle back to OBJ, though. Uh, he looks different. He sounds different. You want him to be healthy. You know him personally. Yeah. What do you make of this version of OBJ in Baltimore? For me, uh, just knowing guys that go through injuries... You know, and I always tell everybody, if, o, if OBJ didn't get hurt in the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. yeah. he would have been an MVP. Yep. Yeah. No doubt. But, you know, just over the last couple of months, you know, you know, we play on a game, mm -hmm. Call of Duty with each other. We Dude. talk. Yeah, always. We talk. I just feel like at his peak, unstoppable. Mm -hmm. You know, I can, I can remember those years and the Giants. I mean, he was giving guys trouble, you know, and he's working hard, you know. He's everything you want in a player. Athletic-wise, you know, his, his, his mother and his father have it. <laughs> Had it, whatever you want to say. <laughs> and his his attitude, man. Charisma, he loves football, his passion. He's a hell of an athlete. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and for him, when they won a Super Bowl that year with the Rams, he was playing on one leg down there mm -hmm. and still making guys look foolish. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see him healthy. Yeah. Gonna be, it's going to be exciting. And Lamar. Yeah. It's going to be, it could be spectacular with Lamar Jackson and Odo Beckham Jr. It makes you smile. That's a huge, that's the biggest smile I've seen on you all day. That's fantastic. he knows Baltimore's been calling. I was about to Let me ask another Odell question. Um, so famous, like internationally famous. Having known him for a long time, mm -hmm. his life changed when he made that catch against the Cowboys. Yeah, it definitely. really did. Do you remember how it changed him and like how he went from being this Odell Beckham Jr. to OBJ? Well, he did it in the Mecca of New York. Yeah. So you know that was going to be 10 times whatever they made it. But, I mean, I can remember him coming back to LSU, and he's a superstar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's like you have guys who are like myself. You know, I'm a kind of celebrity, but he's just... Yeah, mm -hmm. different level. Different That's level of it. Ball. You know what yep. I mean? So he's OBJ, man. That's right. Man. Yep. That's OBJ, as all I can say, he's OBJ. Mm. Right. Lenny's going to play with him this fall. I, I feel like... Kyle, stop beating him. Stop beating him. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the phone. I'm trying to see it. Trying right. to see, is that the cost of calling? No, that's awesome. No, no, no. Leonard Fournette's going to get signed by the end of the hour. But coming up, which running back would make for the best interview in their prime? Jamie, tell us what this is. All right. I, it's GMRB week. I got a top five, and my category was I want to talk to these guys after a game, and I want to do it in a very specific time in their lives. Okay. Might not be their game, actually. It might be after they play. Okay. I like it. I like it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good morning, football! 
Hey, we're back on Good Morning Football. It is GMRB week. Good morning, running backs. We're talking about you. You're a little topical right now in the NFL. We got one at the table this week. Never had the opportunity myself to interview one Leonard Fournette with the mic, but now that I'm getting to know him a little bit better, I wish I could have, which led me to my list. I had a top five, and my honor is such. Top five running backs that I would like to interview at a very specific moment in Great. their lives. Not even just playing days, just in their lives, because a lot of guys have a very fascinating story. Sat down with a lot of these guys in production meetings, but this list very special. It's a cross-section of talent and personality. Here right. we go. The bus. Let me take you to Jerome Bettis. Ooh. Never had the honor, never have had the honor to meet one Jerome Bettis. He's the best. Loved him in all the commercials he heard on. I loved watching him play. But specifically, I would have liked to interview Jerome Bettis in his comeback player of the year season. This was when he was tra- traded from the Rams to the Steelers. He went from L.A. to St. Louis. Offense changed from run to pass. The, Steel- the Rams were like, I don't know what to do with you. He's like, trade me. I want to get out of here. I still have more to give. He indeed did. He went to the Steelers, gave him everything he had. And then he became this media sensation that everyone knows and loves. And I've never had the chance to meet him. Everybody I've ever asked, great guy. But specifically, it would have been 1996, player, comeback player of the year, Jerome Bettis. That's what I would have that's wanted great, to interview that's that. Five? That's number five. That's the bus. That's number okay. five. Uh, also, a little sidebar. I have four Super Bowl champions on my list. This guy is my lone non-Super okay. Bowl champion, but I hope it for him because it is a friend of our show, Jamal Williams. Oh, yeah. Mm. We all know Jamal Williams is an excellent interview. We've seen it on Sunday Night Football. <laughs> the Melissa Stark interview from this season after the Packers game is what will live down in infamy. I think we played it on our show a dozen times. Then he came on our show and helped us host for two or three days. We couldn't get enough of him. The anime, the personality. But what I love most about Jamal, he is so authentic. And anytime you talk to him, he tells you what he means. He comes on this show. He's good for three hours. He's done. He's like, this isn't really my style. I'm more of an introvert. We're like, what, Jamal Williams? (laughs) You're You're making Melissa Stark and everybody else cry on Sunday Night Football. Anytime I want to talk to this man, but I think great things are coming for Jamal Williams. So his yeah. is a in the future interview because I think he's going to win something big here. Okay, I like that. All right, Larry Zonka. Let me take All you right. back to Kyle Brandt's favorite NFL team, and that is the undefeated Miami Dolphins, seventeen and zero. Larry Zonka, the running back for the Dolphins. He was <laughs> he was paired up with Mercury Morris. Frankly, I couldn't decide between the two because allegedly Mercury Morris was the running back on the team that was allowed to show some personality. But I want to know what Zonka has to say. Not when he was playing, though. I don't care about the fact that you went 17-0. You know what Larry Zonka did after he retired? Sure. He moved to Alaska. He started doing uh, fishing stories and television shows. <laughs> oh. He once was on a boat with six people that capsized, and they had to wait for the Coast Guard for 10 hours to come and rescue That's his hours? people. 10 hours? They were ca- the boat almost capsized. They had to bring him back. I want to talk to Larry Zonka after that happened to him. That's Can you imagine one. on a no. boat for 10 hours? Look at that Here's shirt. shirt on. I know, the shirt and the mustache. And the mustache. The 70s were a wonderful time. <laughs> All right, at number two. Okay. John Riggins. All right, I yeah, know I'm from the 70s as a running back. I was born in 1988. Some of this doesn't make sense. I may have relied on it. I phoned a friend. I phoned a friend. Okay. I called Gary Danielson, the you man did? that I used to work with on the SEC on CBS. He may have given me a little bit more background on Zonka and Riggins that I didn't have. Here's a story about John Riggins. One from the Jets. Goes to Washington, wins a Super Bowl with Washington. The cool thing, Lenny, I want to run this one past you about John Riggins. Oh my God. Football wise, he is one of these guys that has an incredible amount of accolades over the age of 35. He's one of those OG old heads, if you will. He was the first, the oldest guy to have 150 yards in a game. 
rushing yards, three touchdowns in a game. He has eight 100-yard rushing games after the age of 35. Mm. Wow. And he is the oldest running back to ever have 30-plus rush attempts in a game at, That's like, awesome. 36 and a half. That's yeah. crazy. Also, in 1982, there was an all-star game. Gary Danielson told me that John Riggins brought beer to the locker room for everybody. Hell yes. Right? This is a guy I want to hang out with. This is why he's number two on my Cigarettes list. Cigarettes, too. I want to interview yeah. him at that all-star game. I want to interview like that all-star game. more than beer, too. My God. I know, right? It's great hair. That's my number two. <laughs> That's my number two. All number right, one. the number one? Sweetness. It has to be sweetness. Ooh. Because it's Walter Payton, because growing up in Minnesota, I remember watching the Vikings in the 90s as a kid, and my dad was like, Here's what the thing, kid, is you missed on watching Walter Payton when he was around with yep. the Bears. Super Bowl champion, everything champion. This guy was the man. I would love to talk to Walter Payton about the honor that he must feel, the fact that the NFL Man of the Year Award was named after him. I think he would have felt such pride in that, everything he did, playing the game, winning everything he did, bringing the Bears to what they were in 1985. But the fact that the entire league on a Saturday night in February, honor somebody who is bringing so much back to their community and the game, doing it all for themselves and their team, and it's named after that last name on the jersey, I think is an incredible yes. feat, and I would love to ask him just how proud he must be of that. I know his children must be proud, but I had to put Walter Payton on my list, and he's number one. Top five running backs that I would like to interview at a very specific moment in time in their lives. I've got four Hall of Famers. And Jamal Williams, who knows what is to come for this young man. I had to get a current guy on the list, but there's my list. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Jay. I love get it. <laughs> you see Walter Payton at number one. You cannot argue against that. Jerome Bettis at five. I love that. Jerome Bettis, known as the bus, huge running back while he's playing. Yes. I want to know what Jerome Bettis' diet was. What was he mm -hmm. eating That's to stay that big, but also be able to run that fast? Mm -hmm. No Barry Sanders? You don't want to interview Barry? Get a little bit more he, out of him? A, I, Barry's a man of action. I also left Marshawn Lynch <laughs> off the list, but I feel like yeah. we've heard from Marshawn okay. and from okay. Barry. We got it. Like, I we got understand you. what's going I don't on. I'll argue him. against What do you think, Lenny? Uh, that's, a great, that's a great list. Jamal, you know, I'm an anime guy myself. There you, you go. Know, I watch it. Oh. Uh, Jerome, you know, great guy. Larry, old school. You know, John, old school. Mr. Walter, old, old school. So mm -hmm. I agree. I love mm -hmm. it. Thank you. It's a beautiful list. Back on Good Morning Football, we're now joined by a hometown hero who continues to give back to his community. He was a fifth-round draft pick, born and raised in Georgia, and is entering his ninth year, already nine years with the Falcons. Please welcome friend of the show, defensive tackle, Grady Jarrett. What up, Grady? Atlanta, what's happening? How y'all doing? Oh, we're doing great. We're happy to have you on here. And you've been with Atlanta since being drafted there in 2015. You guys obviously have added some big names this offseason, but you've been there through it all, the ups and downs, the Super Bowl appearance, the bad seasons. You've seen so yeah. many guys come and go on defense, offense, coaching staff, and all. What's it meant to you to continue to be on this team, continue to be one of the leaders and one of the better players? You know what, man? It means a lot to me. Something I definitely take pride in, but I know – that doesn't happen without me, you know, going in, being my best, you know, year in and year out and just taking each year how I come. You know, since I've been here, we've had some highs, had some lows, but I still feel like the best is yet to come for us, man. So I'm excited. I take a lot of pride in being an Atlanta Falcon, man, and uh, I'm excited for what's to come for us. We're excited, too. I think it's really one of the truly exciting teams in the whole league. But Grady, NFC South, such an interesting division right now. You finally chased Tom Brady out of the league. He retired after you terrorized him for most of his career. The Panthers draft Bryce Young, this wee little guy, all the way up at the top. And the Falcons are sticking with Desmond Ritter. It is a friend of the show. He came on the show. This guy's tough. He's fearless. Yeah. 
Tell us on the field and around the facility, why is he the right guy? How would you describe him to us? Man, you know, time going to tell, man, but it's a reason why we believe yeah. in this. Uh, he's been a great leader for us um, in the time that he's been here, you know, going into his second year. But, I mean, also just the physical, the physical skills it takes to be a great quarterback in this league. And I'm excited to see him take the reins and with this opportunity that he has. But, uh, I mean, we believe in him wholeheartedly, and uh, I am think he's going to shock a lot of people, but it won't be a shock to us, man, or himself, because he's a guy who has super confidence in himself. Definitely. So, hey, Atlanta's biggest move on draft night was selecting running back B. John Robinson. What are your yes, early sir. impressions of this guy? I've, I've trained with him, so I know yeah. what he'll bring, but what you think about him so far? Man, super, super dynamic, super explosive, and he's a good dude, man. You know, just talking to him, and he's just humble. And But at the end of the day, you know, under, underneath all that humbleness, it's a beast in there. You know what I'm saying? So all his tapes speak for itself, just the product, the work that he put out in Texas, man. And, uh, I mean, when you just see him, Leonard, as you know, man, you, you just see guys when they move different. You know what I'm saying? So he got that it to him. I'm excited to see it come to life on Sundays, man, and just see um, how we use him and how he just – set the league on fire, man. I'm excited for this guy. Absolutely. It was so fun. We were talking running backs earlier, and hopefully Bijan does what he needs to do for the position in your team this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Awesome to talk to you this morning, Grady. Recently, you hosted your eighth annual Grady Gives weekend. It took place over yeah. three days. It's a fundraiser for your foundation, Grady Gives. You got a combo-style yeah. workout for high schoolers at a youth football camp. What's this weekend about? What's so fun about it? What makes you love it so much that you do it every year? Yeah, man. So definitely one of my favorite weekends of the year, my charity uh, weekend. We started off with a golf tournament at Top Golf to raise funds for Grady Gibbs. And then on um, the Friday, we, we hosted a, a high school combine for kids all in the local area from Atlanta to Conyers, whatever it may be. In the past, we did a seven on seven tournaments as well, but we didn't do that this year. And then I always have the youth football camp for the kids in my area. And uh, but kids come from all over Georgia, you know, to come to the camp. And uh, something I just take pride in giving them something that I didn't have growing up and uh, for it to be the eighth year doing it. We just want to continue to grow it, to be bigger and bigger. You know, I couldn't do it without my team, Grady Gibbs, my mom, my biggest supporters. So, I mean, um, something that we look forward to and uh, hopefully that we continue to impact a lot of lives, man. We got kids that's been like through the camp now that's in the NFL now, you know what I'm saying? So hopefully just I continue to touch kids' lives in a positive way and uh, Grady Gibbs continue to bless a lot of people and uh, many avenues of life. That's incredible, man. Many, many avenues of life, and that's the way you go. You've had kids come through there who are now in the NFL. Grady Gibbs, it's really impressive. You should be proud of it. So you and Leonard Fournette have had many encounters. Talk about some of the times over the years that you've run into seven, as we call him. And how does it go, Grady? I mean, tough dude, man. Tough runner, man. Ever since... You know, everybody was a little nervous when he was coming out of college because he was just running mm-hmm. for 400 yards a game. You know what I'm saying? So when, it came, <laughs> when he came to the league, you know what I'm saying? People didn't know how it was going to go. But, man, Lenny, man, you're a heck of a uh, competitor, dog. And uh, when you came to the Bucks, we played each other every year. And then uh, we might have even played when you were down at Jack's, Jack's still, too. You know what I'm saying? So it's been um, a heck of a time competing against you, man. So uh, much, much respect. I appreciate it, my guy. Tell you what, great. Leonard's here doing the hosting thing for us the rest of this week. You got to come do us sometime. Yeah. Whether you're done oh, yeah, playing sure. or next off season or with this summer, whenever, we'd love to have you. You're too good at it. And uh, you're the man, really. What you're doing off yeah, the field. Yeah, man, I love to really, come really up with really some cool. time, man. Thank show. y'all for having me. Oh, but you got this guy in the building, which means that we're going to talk about the NFL running back market. A lot of drama okay, happening right now. So Seven's going to bring it to the table. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.